Now you must know, things are very wrong right now. Good evening and welcome to Right to Truth, hosted right here at Counterspin Media. Now look, I promise you, this is not just another mask video. You see, many are claiming that masks can lead to irreversible physiological, psychological and intellectual harm. Yet at the same time, schools may now have the authority to force children to wear masks all day. And if they have this authority, that raises some very important questions, doesn't it? For example, should there be a call to action for parents and the community to stand up and protect the children from such potential dangers. Well, in this video we hope to offer some clarity about masks and answer some questions through an interview with Ross, such as, do masks in fact increase bacteria potential, thus increasing disease potential? Do they reduce oxygen and tissue oxygenation? Can they increase muscle acidity? lowering energy levels? Can they even compromise digestive performance by reducing stomach acidity? Can they contribute towards skin infection potential? What about masks and fight or flight? Hyperventilation syndrome, forcing breathing through the mouth instead of the nose. Do they compromise children from learning pronunciation? What about the impact socially and emotionally? And finally, many are claiming that masks are completely ineffective, they're completely useless towards protecting you from what some authorities will call a virus. So let's watch this video and you can make up your own mind whether we should be wearing masks or not. Now you know the drill, like, share, subscribe, but we'd certainly appreciate your feedback about what you think of this video. Now before we play the interview, we must play a little quick 20 second commercial which I have happened to have narrated. If you're suffering with insomnia, depression, anxiety, and even pain, then check out the AlphaStim. AlphaStim is a safe, drug-free medical device clinically proven to really work. AlphaStim is used by medical professionals around the world, including national health services and the military. Receive $50 off and free delivery throughout New Zealand by using the Counterspin link and promo code for a limited time only and while stocks last, so order yours today. Ross, thank you very much for coming on the show tonight. Uh, the government seems to have confused matters a little bit regarding schools being able to force your child to wear a mask all day. What concerns do you have regarding that? Well, I do have uh, quite significant concerns. Um, on the 22nd of July this year, the government uh, made a recommendation that uh, schools would uh, have uh, uh, children at their schools wearing masks from year four and up. And uh, it's only a recommendation. The uh, exemptions that you can still get for mask wearing um, are still very, very valid. And in fact, the only grounds for being exempt, essentially, is that you uh, consider it unsuitable for your child for health reasons to wear a mask. So if that child, for example, is considered to have increased potential for anxiety, which we will do as we uh, experience uh, what's known as hyperventilation syndrome, which we might explain in a minute, based on mask wearing. Um, anxiety can be a problem. Lack of oxygen. These are both fundamental reasons why you wouldn't want your child wearing a mask in school. Um, wearing a mask also, obviously, uh, cutting off the facial expressions is very difficult to, um, I was talking to a parent today, it's very difficult to explain how to pronounce words because you can't see the teacher's mouth for one thing. Um, it, it's understanding that mask wearing itself um, is extremely unhealthy. 
Um, but basically, if you consider that your child, um, for health reasons, shouldn't be wearing a mask, that's enough. And you don't even have to state the reason that you are uh, giving, essentially. You don't have to prove uh, with presenting a, a, an exemption uh, to the school or uh, otherwise that, that your child is exempt. Um, it's merely uh, making uh, a statement to the school that I do not wish my child to wear a mask. Now, talking to parents, I've found that many parents have been made clear, it's made, made clear to them that there will be consequences if their children uh, are pushed forward as not wearing masks. And obviously what children are experiencing is peer pressure based on the way in which our classes and uh, schools that are pushing the mask uh, as, a, as a mandate, really. Um, it's not a mandate, it's just a recommendation from our Ministry of Education. And uh, as a result, uh, children are being pressured to wear these masks. And uh, really, our schools are forcing them. And uh, clearly, that's not what we want. So what you're saying is a lot of people think they need to go to their doctor to get a mask exemption or go online. So we don't need to do any of that. You just simply need to state. Under the current legislation, our exemptions that we already have, if we have one, are fully valid and we do not need to provide a reason and we only need to establish in our own minds that it is unsuitable for the health reasons we have chosen. As I say, anxiety and lack of oxygen would be uh, classic examples of why you wouldn't want your child wearing a mask. Um, we only have to state that to the school that we are choosing that our child is, it is not suitable for our child to be wearing a mask and that should be uh, respected by the school. Currently, we're watching as schools are um, basically unwilling to uh, work with parents on this. And I personally went along to uh, Sumner School this last week. Um, I uh, tried to talk to the uh, associate principal and uh, he not only refused to allow me to uh, be inside the building without wearing a mask, even though I said I am exempt, um, he also refused to speak to me about the subject and he was very angry. Obviously, we know that masks aren't uh, actually effective anyway, so we don't need to probably go down that line because we've already covered it. Well, I, th I think I think we do need a little okay, bit of well, that. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, if you look back to Dr. Neil's, Neil Orr's study of 1981, um, it's among hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of studies that have been done over the years that basically show that uh, mask wearing itself is uh, ineffective in uh, preventing the transmission of what we're calling a virus. Um, now, with the pore size in masks, with the spacing around the side of masks um, as people wear them, uh, they basically, the, the, the lovely little analogy that I have, I, I sort of still think is, is, is perfectly valid, is that it's like trying to stop a fart by wearing underpants. And when we realize that, we realize they are ineffective. But we have to start to understand that there are significant side effects or effects that will negatively affect our children's health if, and, and our own if we wear masks um, uh, during a fairly long school day, uh, even if it's only indoors. So you think breathing's a good thing? Well, breathing's pretty important, but healthy breathing as opposed to less healthy breathing. Um, in other words, we want what's good for our community. We want to see what is, is, is good for everyone. And when we realize that, we want to reduce suffering. 
Now, breathing is very, very important. And as we breathe, we're actually breathing out things, um, essentially in our mucus, we're getting rid of them, that would normally leave the body and uh, they end up in the musk. Now, uh, here we're primarily looking at bacterial side of things and we breathe them back in again. So essentially, uh, we could potentially be making ourselves uh, unwell um, based on wearing the mask in that sense. Additionally, as we breathe, um, we will continue. It's like wearing a, a handkerchief and strapping it to your face, leaving it there. Um, the handkerchief essentially becomes a health hazard. And when we make uh, people, for example, in food preparation, when we make them wear a mask, they touch the mask fairly regularly during the day, as everyone will, and then they touch the food. Even if they're wearing gloves, they touch the food directly from the mask. And of course, uh, again, this has been one of the issues, the key issues in making transmission of disease uh, worse with wearing masks. And this was one of the things that Dr. Neil Orr found in his 1981 study, where they actually didn't wear masks during surgery and wound infection was significantly worse as a result of wearing, of, of wearing the masks than it was in not wearing the masks over a six month period uh, when uh, they compared that period directly with the previous four years of uh, wound infection. Um, so that, again, among many, many, many studies that raise the issue of um, whether mask wearing itself is actually uh, more dangerous in terms of uh, transmission than uh, um, not wearing a mask. But, you know, children don't really care. You know, is there a problem with children wearing masks? Well, this is where we do need to care. Um, the reality as parents, um, we have to realise that children, like many parents, will try to conform as best possible and uh, when we conform with mask wearing all day, we're actually harming ourselves potentially a great deal. Um, the fundamental reason is that when we breathe healthfully, um, the science of breathing, as we breathe in, I, I'm, I, I teach yoga among other things, and understanding how the breath works, if we breathe through the nose, in through the nose healthfully, um, the air is being compressed, it's uh, essentially being heated, the nasal hairs are preventing particulate matter from going further into the lung. Um, and as the air is warmed and taken down into the lung, particularly on cold days uh, in the winter, um, the, the air is being prepared for us. And because we're breathing through the nose, we tend to not breathe that many times per minute. And in doing so, the breaths are what we would call fuller. So if you had a full yogic breath, the idea is the diaphragm is the primary breathing muscle. As it contracts and draws the air into the lung, we end up with uh, more air with, as we know, air has approximately 21% concentration of oxygen, more air, more oxygen available at the level of the alveoli in the lungs. And the exchange that takes place allows the blood to carry that oxygen to where it's needed at the target tissues. Now at the level of the target tissues, where sufficient carbon dioxide is present, the oxygen is drawn into the tissues essentially, and within the tiny mitochondria, the powerhouses of the cell where we create energy at a cellular unit, it's called ATP or adenosine triphosphate, we actually have the waste product of water and carbon dioxide. And again, we feed into this system where we're creating more energy. And because the carbon dioxide is then available for oxygen to be taken from the blood, we increase the oxygenation of the tissues. So this is healthy breathing. Now, when we move on to what's essentially hyperventilation syndrome is the technical term, it just means a, a less healthy breathing practice. 
we start to breathe with the accessory breathing muscles around the neck and shoulders. And when we do that, we've become really chest breathers and mouth breathers. And this often is something that's part and parcel of our modern society. When we're working at a computer, we become slightly hunched over, head forward. We're using those accessory breathing muscles. We're breathing unconsciously and we create a less healthy breathing pattern. Now, with mouth breathing, we breathe many more times a minute and the air itself doesn't necessarily get that far down into the base of the lung, as we talked about before. And as a result, there isn't the available oxygen at the alveoli in the lung for exchange to the blood. And then what's happening, because we're breathing that many more times per minute, we feed into what's known as the fight, flight, or freeze uh, system. It's called the sympathetic system, which dominates the rest, recovery, and digestion uh, system, the parasympathetics, and we end up uh, with reduced stomach acidity. This is reduced availability of ATP, that unit of energy at cellular level, but reduced stomach acidity. And we make the tissues more acidic. And basically, because we are doing this, we're creating an unhealthy uh, system that's prone to creating more anxiety, as we said, less oxygenation of tissues, and less available energy. And this is where many, many people suffer through work. Now, the reason I'm telling you this is because when we wear a mask, what we're essentially encouraging is mouth breathing, breathing many more times a minute. You might breathe 26 to 28 times a minute instead of maybe six or seven times a minute. And as a result, we're feeding into the fight, flight or freeze system. We're increasing anxiety potentially, we're reducing oxygen availability, we're reducing energy levels. And from a child's perspective, we're not seeing facial expressions, which also relate to emotions. So there are many, many reasons why we should not be wearing a mask. And it's interesting you say, you know, decreasing the acidity in the stomach because, oh, what's the big deal about that? Well, when you decrease acidity in your stomach, you're more prone to um, getting reflux. Um, you don't get the uh, calcium absorption, so you get extra calcium in the blood when you don't have enough acidity in your stomach, uh, which is a precursor to kidney stones, uh, cataracts, stiff aching muscles, um, arthritis. And when you can't absorb calcium, then that blocks the potassium receptors, and we have a problem with the potassium sodium pumps. And so it's actually quite a big downward spiral just on the acidity in the stomach alone. Well, when you affect the uh, gastrointestinal tract in the way we've just described, and this is only just one system within the body, and of course the body is a, is a, uh, a system that ideally would work in, in harmony as opposed to uh, with dysfunction. When we connect the breathing directly with what's happening in the GI tract, we realize that absorption that would otherwise take place, healthy absorption of what, we, what nutrients we do take in, is no longer going to happen in the same way. So there are many, many uh, ways in which this can manifest in poor health. So there are lots of reasons fundamentally for not wearing a mask. What I would also like to say is that we're watching what does not make sense happening right in front of us and we're taking part in what does not make sense. So for example, at the moment, in order to conform without questioning, we are getting a positive PCR test, for example, for uh, COVID within our family and as a result, even though we ourselves have no symptoms, and the person who had the positive PCR test may or may not have symptoms um, for COVID, uh, we're staying at home. Now, if we are at work, we work face-to-face -face potentially with this person who's also tested positive for COVID, um, we don't have to stay at home. 
the rule is inconsistent and it's because it's inconsistent, it does not make sense. So if it was a health pandemic that we were dealing with with COVID, if you were face to face with a coworker who tested positive for COVID, you would have to stay at home for seven days based on this understanding that if someone in your family tests positive, you have to stay at home. There is no consistency. Now, if you look at coffee shops, for example, where people who um, wear masks, I don't mind if the understanding that you have of how this system works and your knowledge that leads you to take the action you're taking of wearing a mask into a coffee shop, if that makes sense to you, obviously we have to do what feels right given what makes sense to us. But if we go into the coffee shop and then we sit down and in the same airspace we take off the mask and then we put the mask on to walk back out, this is no longer making sense. And we have to realize that what we're doing on so many levels at the moment does not make sense. When you go into a supermarket, you're often finding parents who basically will walk into the supermarket because at one stage uh, they were told that their children didn't have to wear the masks. It wasn't an issue for the children because they didn't catch these diseases in the same way that parents do. Um, the reality is um, now we're watching as many, many, many more children are wearing the masks into supermarkets because they have found it to now be accepted as the new normal in schools, and yet it does not make sense. Well, I hope you enjoyed this presentation. Now, just a wee plug-in for Counterspin Media. They are New Zealand-owned and proudly an unaccredited media platform, which means they don't get any funding. They're completely reliant on your donations. Now, look, I've got my own studio. I make these videos. I don't expect a cent. I'm donating this video to the Counterspin platform. Uh, but they need your finance. They're bringing you facts and evidence. They're uncovering falsehoods. Uh, they're trying to stop them. They have huge expense uh, keeping you uh, abreast of what's happening and they need your donations. Even if you could just donate a couple of dollars a week on an automatic payment, if a number of people do that, they can budget a little bit better. I'm sure you understand. In fact, it is just so important that we keep Counterspin running. Otherwise, we'd be in trouble. We know that the media... Uh, owned by the government and owned by the elites. We know that they are suppressing, suppressing sorry, the truth and counterspin media are completely the opposite. Thanks for watching. My name is William Bissett and I've been bringing you more videos and I look forward to talking to you next time.